Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. And we are now on the doorstep of Origin 2 and joined as always by MG. How's it going, mate? Mate, excited, Lee, to be honest. Um, I, I, I'm excited by this game because it's uh, it's not going to be... We won't have much uh, breeding to do. It's going to be a better game than the first one. So I must admit it was a bit underwhelming, Origin 1. And, um, you know, I, I suppose... Um, in, in recent revelations, too, by Desi Hasler, everyone's kind of thinking, well... Maybe Desi has a point. Um, or maybe he's a knob. Or maybe it's just, you know, if you maybe say that when you win a game, yeah. might be, you might get more more, more traction than what you say if you if you beat the Titans last night, then say it. But, you know, that's, yeah, the timing is everything in rugby league, and sometimes comments sort of uh, get more gravity if, if you say them after you've had a victory. Yeah, he wasn't too happy. Before the game, he was talking about opportunities and everything, and then afterwards, he was filthy. That but, be starter, um, you know, I suppose the, the schedule's never going to please everybody. That's my only argument. It's, it's the not, same for everyone. It doesn't matter what, what you do. Um, you we know, said this on the last time we had MG on. Not yeah. talk about the schedule. And some yeah. sides are not origin affected, so you can't help that either. You know, that's, no, I, 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 I'm, you know, I don't give a lot. Most of the time, won't be giving two hits about it. It's, it's, it's it's, I suppose what's topical at the, t- at the time. At the time in rugby league, that's you know when it is a it is a kind of a siesta um, midway through the year when we we do seem to be on a bit of a roll and we kind of put out put out from the pedal. But you know what? That's that's life. You know what? Are we going to get rid of Origin? I mean, we need we need a big game, but we need a big one uh, Wednesday night. We need a massive game. We need something that's um, going to bring, put uh, Origin back in the the, the you know uh, the front and foremost of all our thought, all our thinking because it's. The first game just didn't reach any heights, and obviously, obviously, the sanitation of the game. Um, we know there's not going to be any fists thrown. We know there's not going to be any shoulder charges. We know, and they look to me, that's. I know it's old school, but that is origin. You know, origin. In the first five minutes is, as our Rex Mossop uh, would say, it's a softening up period, and that's when uh, the men become men, and the the boys know they run home to their mum. So. Um, that's it's it, but that's gone. So now basically, it's uh, you know that um, there's not going to be any dirty play, so to speak. But there, there should be some more big, you know, four and five in the tackle. You had Tim Green on Petro Simon Seaver, that type of hit run, and um, you know one of Tony Carroll's block busting hits. We just didn't see it in the first game. We didn't reach any heights, did it? Well, we we sanitised the product that everyone loved because it wasn't sanitised. So, Mate, as far as I'm concerned, no. it's it's the only game that should be left untouched. And the one thing I hope we don't see again is some of the crap penalties we saw. There was just some really soft penalties, and you know it, it's that kind of arena in the international arena where they should be allowed to to let off a bit more steam and should have a bit more sting to it because of the meaning behind the game. But 
I'm with you. I really hope we don't see a, a three-man wrestle off the kickoff. I hope someone charges down, puts a shot on, everybody gets in, and there's a bit of feeling. But uh, I suppose looking at the two sides, New South Wales, Gallon comes back in, uh, Brett Morris comes back in, Tupo didn't have a great game one for feeder, you know, mixed kind of stint, but uh, they're both out of the side. Looking at that, are um, we happy with the ins? Well, we've got a better side than they do. Yeah, I, I, think, like, I think we could, a lot of people could be getting too many lost by a point. And that, if that field goal of Dugan's goes um, a foot to the left or, you know, two feet to the left, it's a uh, golden point. And um, then it's another can of whoop house. Who knows uh, what happens in golden point? So. Or if we just kick the field goal when we should have. Yeah. We're leading 11 and 10 and we get the ball back with five to go. So. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was one of the disappointing things of that game. Um, we just didn't. They, as soon as. Jennings kicked that ball dead. We knew they were going to kick a field goal, yeah. and I think it's, it was inevitable. But yeah, look, look, I think Gallen brings back that starch. Um, you know, he can play. He'll probably play a good sixty minutes. And I think Brett Morris um, speaks for himself. He's after his heroics in his brothers last year. Every time they're fit, they should be picked. Yeah, well, Morris, I agree with Gallen. I'm looking at. I know he played a, a fairly decent stint for the Sharks. What do we think he's going to play here? Do you reckon he's going to be involved in the front row rotation because for feeders out? He's going to be in the middle rotation, like you always think. Yeah. yeah. Someone sat down with him and worked out an interchange plan because if there's yeah. if there's a New South Wales forward left on the bench until ten or fifteen to go and then they go on, I'm going to throw my remote through the TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that... it's, it's frustrating. It, and oh, mate, there's no. Know, a lot of what's happened over the grand finals. You know, I don't think Stewart did one once uh, when they lost the grand final and they yeah, didn't, didn't use didn't use Ned Caddick or someone. Um, but you know, it's. Jeff yeah, Tuvey. You've got four reserves for a reason. You don't pick 16 players, you pick 17 players. And every, every one of them big men should get equal time. Yeah, well, the thing, that's probably the only thing that concerns me. Again, I thought our bench was outstanding, but, you know, he used Cordner as a tight player when that's not his role. And he had Mitchell Pearce there, who he's basically his favourite weapon at club football. And, uh, yeah, Fafita dropped out, but we kept Jackson and Cordner, who... No offence to either one, but they're not great bench players. Like, Jackson's a hell of a player, but he's a toiler. He's not an impact player. Well, last and week, if Corden is going to be taking middle minutes away, they should have been going to Merrin in the last game as well. Was so. it last Monday that Brad Arthur were watching that game and Brad Arthur put a bloke on with 90 seconds to go? Yeah, he put Daniel Alvaro on and he couldn't. He played about 70 seconds. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's kind of even... It's like, the, it's like the coaches are even kind of voting with their own brains, saying, boys, we don't... We don't to the game without one as many interchanges as given us. Like well, yeah, my, my whole perspective on this is, right, if you're going to play, if you're going to leave one of your forwards on the bench till 15 to go, pick Blake Austin. Yeah, pick yeah. a utility. And, pick you, a Luke and, Lewis. and use him. And yeah. throw him on. We've got nothing to lose. You, you're basically saying that we're, we're playing with 16. Pick someone that's actually going to give you a bit of an X factor. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Merrin is that type of bloke who can offload. He's one yeah, of the right. blokes in that four-pack who can... He'd be playing at least play. 40 for me. He'd be playing 220-minute two, yeah. two stints. Yeah, and that's kind of my issue when I look at it. Fafida uh, being dropped and then having two oh, guys on the bench. Dropped him. No, that's what I'm saying. But I look at the rotation. We blasted him last time with Clemmer, Fafida, Woods, Tamer. He really ran it down their throat. And I love Cordner and Jackson as much as the next bloke, but they're not going to give him much off the bench. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, we've definitely got to go for the jug. But on that side of things, uh, man, Brock talked about this. Morgan uh, is obviously there. Do you think they'll go with Cherry Evans playing there, or do you reckon Morgan will come in? Because to be honest, I'd be really considering that as an option, playing Morgan and Thurston. They're not going to. No, Mal's come out and said that, oh, you know, I think he's. He doesn't, usually, he's usually a man of ducks and drapes, big Mal. I think it's, uh, he said just a clean swap, um, crank out Cherry Evans in, and um, the status quo. I think Morgan will be better for the run. Like, I, I, look. I love the way he plays. I love the way he's come on last year at fullback. Um, love the way he's playing this year at 5'8 for the Cowboys. And he's that type of player who you want to see get the ball. It's a bit like uh, Blake Austin. You just want them blokes in the game to get the ball because you know that something good's going to happen. And um, you know, Brock's had a good point just a minute ago about Austin. And he, he's got to be close. You know, he's. Um, I, I probably wouldn't have picked him for this game um, because it is such an important one. You want blokes there who are going to who have been there before and it could. But if it was the start of the series, you'd, you'd be tempted to put, have a look at the likes of a, a Nathan Peets and a, um, and a Blake Austin to start this series off because they are the future. And likewise, Tyson Purcell. Yeah, we should be going in to win this game. It looks like we just pick a safe side every, yeah, every time. basically. That's yeah, the... it always seems to be that one or two players that common, common consensus says, why isn't he there? Um, we, but Queensland that never has that... We don't usually say that about Queensland. Yeah, well, if you, we just seem to take, they, they pick their team, and we all just agree that I suppose we, as New South Wales, should have been the, the wrong end of the uh, ledger for you know over eight years. Last year was a breakthrough year, but before that, it was, it's been lean. So, well, if you use this um, quarter in the middle again, it's it's a waste of a player. Yeah, big time. Waste yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well have picked off picked Austin anymore. Well, I put it this way, and I've already said it before. If if we do lose, and God forbid, I, they'd hate to finally get it back and then lose straight away. Game three has got to be just a debutante fest. I want Blake Austin in there. I want Walker. I want Frizzell. Adam Reynolds. Pete's, all Adam Reynolds. All these guys we've talked about. Game three, put them together and say, look, we want to go to game three up in Queensland. Baptism of fire. There's no pressure. The series is over. But think, we, we want to Gus see Nail, our future. Gus nailed it at the start of the series. Yeah. They, should have, they should have just um, got yeah. ahead of Queensland. Yeah. Made the transition. They and could have got to get ahead of Queensland. The funny thing is we're sitting here a couple of times and people are going, they're not making the transition, but they are. Chambers has slowly made his way in there. Gagai's been around the camp. Morgan's got a taste. Cherry Evans got a taste. Hunt yeah, but it's was also in. like they think that Cronk, Slater, Gillette, Smith, Guerra, they're not going to play next Guerra's year. found a spot. Maguire's found a spot there. They've got Papali running in the wings. Yeah. Who's, you know, they've got, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling about their changes and has them more overt. Um, and when it happens, we kind of make a big song and dance about it. You know, how are Mitchell Pearce getting his spot back this year, which, you know, yeah. um, and Hopkinson, I suppose, after that first game, well, he's, everyone thinks he's lucky to be there as well. But uh, Laurie said it. He kind of, he was damned if he did and damned if he didn't after the game. He, the first thing he said at the press conference was that they're going yeah. to be my halves. And, um, 
Laurie Daly. Unless it was an injury, I don't think he couldn't, he couldn't have gone back on that. Great work, Laurie. We are going to bring back Luke <laughs> Walsh from St. Helens <laughs> to play for New South Wales. He couldn't go any healthy. worse than Hodkinson at the moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you see, Sewell out of form. He's probably um, one of the most out of form players being picked for Origin that I can remember in recent times. And um, the fact that he's, he's club footy is usually a person who's going so good in club, club land that he takes up to the Origin table with him and the rest of the, club, the, rest of the players feed off it. But uh, Trent Hodkinson's last. You know, four or five months of footy, and they haven't been any to write home about him. The game before this, he got hooked. Yeah, yeah, and he got hooked. He's talking his story, talking about you know, looking out with Noah Clive, and um, yeah, that's it's not good. That's not good to go into a massive game like Origin. I'm not being 100% confident, and that's you can't you can't believe the kid would be. Oh, I can say is I hope his manager's not talking him right now because I was saying about the Titans thing. Apparently, that's gone cold, and they're talking Super League now. He's almost in Sandow territory, so. Um, I hope wow. his manager's not talking to him because that's what they're all saying, that there's big money being offered from England, but there's not too many people looking to buy it over here because the price tag tell you what, is just ridiculous. Blake Green, I'll say it again. I said it at the start of the year, you laughed at me. I didn't laugh. I would have picked him in origin. Blake Green. Blake Green, why not? It's a form half in the... If you look at the New South Wales halves, he's uh, he's the second best half on form, but apart from, obviously, Blake Austin, who they're, who they're not going to pick. Up. Otherwise, they, because he's a form player in the comp at the moment, if and they're going to pick him... Reynolds what being more healthy would have been a different story, but the oh, fact he's had so many injuries... I would have picked Green. Well, look, he hasn't, he hasn't done anything to say he shouldn't be picked, I suppose, but he's, uh, I don't think he's anywhere near close to the radar. I, I just... No. He didn't get picked for City Country. Of course he's not. He's not, playing, he's not playing bad enough. No, he's, he's certainly not playing bad. That's full stop. He's, I, I, you know, when you... I suppose a lot of people who listen to this would say Blake Green, you, you're kidding, but... Yeah. When you dissect it and go, well, you know, yeah, you go and watch, go and watch the game. Melbourne been playing this year, and Melbourne, he's been their best player. He's been better than Cronk. Cronk's best game was Origin One. Every every week, I was frustrated with Cronk, and Blake Green's been very, very good. But uh, yeah, yeah. I like that about him. He's and I think that stint in England done the world of good. Tell you what, we could do his kicking. I'll tell you. Well, the thing for him, he had one of the worst track records when he got here. He went into the Eels when they were diabolical yeah. and run a last, and then the next club he got put at was the Dogs when they were wooden spurners, and the third club his manager put him at was when the Sharks had Ricky Stewart in the standoff. So he went to the three worst uh, clubs in a row, three wooden spoons, and then over to England. Ricky so. can go through some halves. Loves it. Good hat trick there, Grooney. Yeah, done good. Management, high five. Well taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh, what are you watching tomorrow night? What are you watching the uh, game? Oh, I don't even thought about it. I'll be watching it at home. And I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what, well, I'll be in a straight jacket. I might go up for the third one, but yeah, it's the one in Melbourne. I think it's, I think it's close to a salad. So 90,000 uh, Mexicans should uh, get a good a good feast. Yeah, look, yeah, it, I'll be in a straight jacket. I'll tell you what. Thirteen twelve blues. What about, uh, we're looking at New South Wales here. I think it's most obvious we've got to win... The middle again, Robbie Farrar, I'm pretty sure he's all well and clear, we've heard now, isn't he, with his but, shoulder? Yeah. What's, what's probably forgotten about the first game is, we were all over him first half. Yeah. We blew him off yeah. the park first half. Like we didn't, said to we you. didn't score enough points because our halves, we're negative. particularly Hawkinson, you know, struggled a little bit. I thought Pierce was good first half. We blew yep. him off the park. I couldn't have had enough money on us at half time. We play negative football. And then second half, we just pulled the handbrake up. And we only yeah, just got um, up. That offload from Tamiya uh, to Dugan, that's what I've said more about. They should be doing more. 
got to get more big, big bodies around the ruck, getting that left or right arm free for a, the like of a Pierce or a Dugan. And, and yeah. you know, we, we've, got to get, we've got to get plenty of ball and early ball to the Vice Twins. And, yeah. yeah, and this was um, my If, if my we're issue just going to play through the middle, but in yardage, you've got to have your quicker fellas like what happened in that situation, Dugan pushing up, offload his through. Yeah, but like, we're so negative. Like, we... We play one out and we kicked and we put the same well, what kick are they, up. What do they complete at? We 91 to 92%. Yeah, what's, what good is completing we, we if scored, you don't do anything with we the We scored football? 10 points. The one time we rolled the dice off and offload and Dugan put the kick in, we scored a cracker try. Right. They're, they're the yeah, best uh, of the best. Well, after, 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 after he was a coach pretty closely, Brock, and I know the story I read, I read the other week with the, um, the Walker brothers up there in Queensland, what they're doing, like, I think uh, G stats are overrated. Um, I know completion rates. It's, it's you can have the ball for 100, percent but it depends what you do with it. Exactly. Parramatta won five games over two years with the best completion rate under Steve Kearney. It doesn't matter how much footy you've got if you don't do a single bloody thing with it. Mm. And I look at it this way: if we're they're the best players that New South Wales has at a rep level, they shouldn't be coached to go. One out, one out, get to a kick, play it safe. They should be playing what they see in front of them. We should be pushing up oh, in numbers. That's, that's a product of the game. Like, yeah. Our game kills me. Like, this kid's, this kid's scared to play what's in front of them because they're stuck in their corridor, in mm. inverted commas. Back rowers, halves, centres. Like, it's just... It's so, so robotic. It's It's got to a stage where it's kind of... Let's stop, pause, and pull our hair out and then go, let's, let's, let's reel it in a bit. Let's get back to some, you know, some... Something more audible that looks like a game of rugby league because at the moment we're we're getting closer and closer to gridiron. That's why I would have picked Austin because Queensland would have gone, oh shit, it breaks the mould. Yeah, I, we don't, I, I don't want to. I don't want to tackle him. You know, um, we don't want to defend him after twenty five minutes. After you don't know what he's going to do exactly. Yeah. And I tell you the point it's got to. I commentated Manly uh, versus the Tigers in New South Wales Cup on the weekend. Every time they got in good ball, the only bloke who looked dangerous was Jaden Hodges because he played off the cuff. He played a few things off what he saw, crashed over a couple of times. Every time they ran that double block shape, the front man and the back player got absolutely murdered. They got grassed because everyone's so used to defending it. As soon as you throw something up, it's a bit of a league. It's the worst move now. Everyone does it. Every team does it. Yeah, but the lead lead runner on all... I was watching on the weekend and I was was sitting there with Nicole and she's sort of saying to me, what's what's the first man doing? I said, exactly right. He's not doing anything. Like she never watched a game in her life, yeah. really. Because nine, nine, nine times out of ten when they do throw the lead runner, he, he, he drops it forward or he knocks it on because yeah. he's not expecting it. Yeah, and it, it takes a massive error to, usually for him to hit the lead runner, like a gaping hole. But I, I watched them on the weekend. They ran that shape so many times, and the back man just kept getting murdered, and the front man kept running into the I'll tell you what I'd do. So. If I was coaching in the NRL, I would just say to my defenders, just kill the lead runner whether he gets a ball or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just start yeah, belting yeah. blokes off the ball. Kill both of them, send a GM in and, on the back, man. put some pressure on the referees to make some decisions about what those lead runners are doing. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I just want more spontaneity. I just want kids who are playing in first grade at the minute just to be on their coaches and say that to them. I want them to say, look, go out there and, yeah. you know, I don't care if you're on the left or right or in the middle, just give me, give me four points every time we've got the ball. The left and right yeah. is only important when you're defending. When you're no, defending, it's important to have a structure. It's important yeah, to have a course, have a line. Okay, but once Attack, you once yeah. you get into once you get into well, for me in yardage, like I'm as structured as anyone as a coach because you don't want to make errors in yardage. That that's fine. You want to punch the middle, yeah. get to a kick. Once you get into good ball, it's open slather. I want to, you, right. you want to make him work as as hard as humanly possible to defend it because there's two sides to it. One, it's harder to defend, and two, it's taking more gas out of him. It's just that's it's exactly a, right. It's a no yeah, brainer. Exactly right. Well, you are a voluntary mate for a first grade spot. You'll, 
you got my you got my tick of approval. Yeah, I'd, I need a few more. Yes, you'll, you'll be right. Just keep plugging away, brother. That's keep plugging right. away. Fighting a good fight. Yeah, yeah. well, 100%. We've got to win the middle again. Uh, I think the other big thing is the set finishes. I, I don't care what the tactic was last time. We didn't chase hard enough. We didn't pressure Slater. And if we're going to go with the same strategy again, if he's hurt like he is, we no, need to get down there and bash that same strategy is the first game where we just put Chris Gay and Billy Slater bomb practice. Yeah. Like, come on. He but, wasn't. You know, he, he had, there was 10 minutes. Every time he took the ball, there was... Like, there was 10 metres from the nearest New South Wales player to, to Billy Slater. He had time to make a sandwich, cut it up and eat it before the New South Wales player would touch him. It's, He's not I, I, don't I, don't I don't understand that tactic. I know yeah, we, want to, we want to condense Billy Slater and we want to get, get, get him and try and tackle him with as many numbers as possible, but when he's got so much time, he just gives it one of his wingers. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, he wasn't dumb. Anytime he was under pressure, he gave it to Chambers, who carried strong. You can blame and any the time they didn't pressure him, he took the run and he almost broke the line towards him. Blame the seven tackle right. rule for that. Because they don't want to They don't want to risk putting a kick into the corner and having it go dead. Yeah, because they know that they bring it out 20 and then they get well, seven tackles. So Laurie Daly's obviously thought, well, we'll just bomb it inside 20 and tackle him inside 20. There was only, only six tackles. There was only one kick they tried to find grass, and Hodkinson, of all people, despite his confidence, nailed it. He rolled it out there, fired yeah. out, and I was I'd like, that's great. If they're going to do that, just chip it, like, it in depends whereabouts they are, I suppose, but um, I sort of understand it, but then I don't understand. I totally agree with what you guys are saying, but yeah. I can sort of see what Laurie Daly's saying. I've got the tactic, but if you're not going to give the line speed and bash him, and especially that, no, I don't like that rule. I don't, I don't like the rule. I think if you kick the ball dead deliberately... Um, I don't think you should get seven tackles if you defuse it. a bomb. Yeah. No, Do you know what I mean? That's part of the game, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's part, that's part I think we've got that, that, that aspect of it wrong. Yeah, I'm with you there. But I think that, that's one of the big things. The set finish has got to be better. We've definitely got to win the middle again. And I think, like we've spoke about, we've got to be more aggressive when it comes to the football. Because the second half, we basically just went to our shell and thought, we'll defend this. And, you know, on their side of things... They're, they're going to control the ruck. Smith's always going to win the ruck, basically. Mm. You need to do our best. Last time, he did a really good job reeling it back in uh, a few times. And I think the big thing's kick pressure this time around. Because without Cronk, he's predominantly the one who controls everything for them. I'm not knocking Thurston's long-kicking game, but Cronk is the well, man. Well, JT, he's not going to be as spontaneous. He's going to have to do more organising. Yeah. Gonna, it's going to yeah, take a little bit away from more dangerous for us. So, kick pressure. It's tough watch when Thurston gets more of a, more of a rain. You reckon? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah he's, if, if he's I, playing I, seven, I agree with that. Origin, he's too structured in Origin, origin when Kronk's halfback. I just think that only JT plays his natural game when he's in Origin. I, I just I think, compared to what he goes to the Cowboys. They, and, they kind of worked against each other last time, him and Cherry Evans, though. Cherry Evans is, is much the same. He's not really a, you know much of an organiser. He kind of plays off the cuff and... Obviously, he had the knee injury, so he had a hard day at the office because they just kept putting Hoffman on him one-on-one and bulldozing him, but um, if, if they can kind of combine a little bit and get a bit of roll and win the middle, those two playing free reign, uh, they, they'll be very dangerous. All right, tips. Let's go. Let's get some tips. Well, if we're going to go tips, all right, we're going to do the same as last time. We want the winner, the game score, and your man of the match. So I'm going to go New South Wales, 16-12, to 12, and my man of the match, I'm going Dugan again. Okay, I'm going to go New South Wales 13-12. Um, I think it's time we'll, we'll, we'll nail the field goal. It's time, I think, maybe Jesus. even... Uh, if they don't. Kick it, field goal. I don't want to kick it this time for field goal. Um, um, oh, I'm in the match. Wow, this is hard because... Two train! Two train! I've got to go Brett Morris. B-mozzle. I, I think he's going to score a, a double. Um, BL. A wing. A lone try scorer. And, uh, yeah, 12, 13 12 Boxhead. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I'm going to go. I think New South Wales will win. Um, I think it'll be 24-22. Oh, 
And man of the match. Oh, man, I'll go Pierce again. I thought Pierce was good game one. Bounce. Mitchell, bounce. But he just crapped the bed like the rest of the side in the second half. <laughs> well, realistically, you can tell it in right now. Not only is it the series, Where's but... that bloke? And that bloke that harassed me on Facebook about picking Pierce, and I said Pierce was... He was the best in his last play in the first Well, half. I said before... Apart from, obviously, our front We right. can't pick Reynolds because he's been in and out, and they're not going to pick Austin because they don't want to throw him in the middle of a series. Just so. tell him, Penrith pace by any Saturday. I'll meet you down there. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, ding. Matt, yeah. <laughs> you throw it out there as simple as this. If we, lose. if we lose and it's done, game three. If Matt, we lose, I'm not coming on next week. I'm no. not doing an origin review. Yeah. If, it's going through, if, it's going through, if we do lose, we've got to make off. Listen to us. Panda's already. We're no, already I'm just lost. saying. I already called for changes this year and we didn't make them. But game three, if this goes yeah. down, Reynolds, yeah. Austin, Walker, Frizzell, all these guys are on the fringe. Sims, they're all yeah. going in. We're going up there with a new yeah, side. send them up there into the, into the lion's den. den I'd say, rubber. you know what? Dead rubber can go up there and finish the no, job. Dead rubber, we're going up there. <laughs> no, I wouldn't throw him into the right. into the den like that. I'm preparing for next year. I'm saying no. game three. So you losers lost. You losers go up there and cop what's coming to you. That's ruthless. Yeah, and, and, they get th- and they get thirty grand as well to go play one more game. Fuck that. They're out. <laughs> they're done. That's right. F bomb. That's right. The big ding ding. And that's the round over. They're not, oh. they're not getting any more money. If they're done game three, they're all out. All the oh, kids are out. the money. No, still, they don't deserve that. You're going to kill out a future generation by lapping that cop back. They're going to play next year game one. You might as well get them in there now. No. If it's done and dusted, they're going up there game three. I'm taking it. No, we, get, we get two games next year. Yeah, two games. Right. Who does? No, I mean, how much do you want to bet? I'll bet $1,000 right now we've got two games next year. Mm. No, 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 but I thought we'd not have three in a row. No. No, 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 no. No, every I think it's every uh, one in every five years is going to be no one in every five years. So every every five years, there's two two games in New South Wales and then two games in Queensland. So that's four of the years, and then the yeah. other year is a neutral venue. And then we're going to the Vati- Vatican City, and then Cambodia, and then the Maldives. Well, realistically, yeah. the next one should be in New Zealand. New Zealand, bro. put in New Zealand. Well, where do you where we go? Well, I reckon this should be Hawaii. 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 Yeah. Right. We'll by, by that stage, by that stage, we'll have thirty thousand listeners, and we'll, someone will fly us over there, business class. Oh, wish. Yeah, done. I'm with you. All right. Well, good times, mate. New South Wales. We're all behind them. Hopefully, that they can square the series up, so we've got something to cheer for. Game three. Yeah, but... I agree. I agree, Lewis. Let's fuel the fire, baby. Let's go. Good oh. times. Get behind the Blues, boys. Thanks, MJ. See, <laughs> boys. See, you, buddy. And a big thanks, as always, goes to MG. If you want to catch him weekdays, Monday to Friday, 104.9 Triple M's The Grill Team. Uh, big congratulations to them. They went up a whole two points in the ratings last time. So things are looking pretty good for him there on that show and been building nicely over the last couple of years. So good times. And if you want to get him on Twitter, his handle is at MarkMGGuyer. But we go into our Fast Five now. Brock, highlight, low light, best, worst, and any questions. Coming out of this shortened round, what was your highlight? Uh, well, there weren't many, but the um, the Roosters win over the Warriors. I thought that was obviously the most exciting game of the weekend. Well, it's really one of those four-point wins again, isn't it, when you're missing your players? and It's a really big win considering they're 50-50 and they're heavily affected by origin. Yeah. So I'm with you there. That's a great win. Uh, my highlight of all the things, it was just a moment in the game. The Bulldogs were fairly ordinary, but Moses and Bayer just... Uh, the bloke's attitude, the way he plays the game, I love him. The, that chase from oh, yeah. the right side of the field and basically what Gould said summed it up. If he took one lazy step or hesitated for a moment, he doesn't get there. But he was full throttle the whole way 
Um, that was that was huge. That was an awesome moment. I was I was up off the couch, and it's not very often these days you kind of get those moments, unfortunately, with the robotic nature. But um, yeah, well, I absolutely loved it. And what about your low light? Uh, Des Hasler. Yeah, the press conference. Oh, he's and... just unintelligent, whinging. Anytime they lose, there's always it's always a deflection onto you know whoever it may be, the referees, um, the scheduling. You know, and we've got to, we've got to say this as well. And the people rev up about their clubs and blah blah blah. I rip Melbourne, he rips the Titans. You've, when it comes to a situation, you've got to look at it black and white. And let's look at it this way. I could win as well. Melbourne's got to play tonight without the whole spine. Yeah. And we'll probably lose. Um, if we win, I'll well, be That's the thing. Like, the Titans everyone's played affected by Bird, Miles, Taylor. You know, admittedly, not all they dropped through. Taylor. Yeah. But LG was hurt too. LG's out. You know, like, please. It's, everyone's in the same boat. And yeah. just and get on with it. The other thing you Obviously, it's a... no, like, no shit, Sherlock. The origin period needs a, a looking at. Yeah, but you can't predict sometimes either. Like, some teams may come into the year and they. They get a decent schedule and then... I'll tell you what, the uh, origin schedule didn't stop Corey Thompson non-contesting two bombs yesterday. No. That led to tries. And the errors. The like, amount of errors please. they made. They made plenty of errors. And then the Titans just showed more fight. They looked like they were gassed, the Bulldogs, to be honest. Mm. Well, After the Titans 20. in the first half made just as many errors. Yeah. In yeah. the second half, they, they tidied up. They, they just got more football in than the Titans. The, the Bulldogs just look... What did I say? How good did they look the other way when they played the way they should? That power game, yeah. put that crappy tick pass, and, and then Frank Pritchard the for me is you know him and Bly probably the, the two that can really hold their heads up high. Otherwise, the rest of them just yeah. And I think look lost. Tolman gives his weight to weight, but he's not going to win you a game of football. No, he's just a grinder. But I, he really needs to finally. I'm just break over Des Hasler. I just I am too. I don't want to. I don't want to hear the mumbling and bumbling and the unintelligent crap. Just say it for what it is. Okay, the origin period had an effect. Yep, yeah, sweet. But before the game, he's saying, you know, this is a great period because it gives me the chance to debut players and it's yeah, exciting Sean because Lane you get to see the future of your club and Fawala. blah blah blah. But, and then they get beat and he's whinging and moaning. Yeah, well, I just don't want to hear it. Talk to Melbourne. Talk to Brisbane. Brisbane have done. Talk fine. to everyone. Brisbane hasn't whinged. They've won. They've won against Newcastle and they won yeah. the other week. And then people will say, well, I'm at Penrith. I'm involved at Penrith. We've got no origin players. Yeah. However, we've got a shitload of injuries. Mm. So. And like yeah, I said, I've heard someone say everyone's got to play each other twice. Well, then no, the, the year would go forever. It doesn't work yeah. that way. Realistically, the long-term future of the game, the best interest of the game, if we can get to the point, and this is the harder part, if we had enough quality talent to go around and a sustainable competition to expand 18 or 20 and play everyone once... Well, that, 20, that's, that's 20 in a buy and you've got 20 yeah, rounds. That's great in a real world, but in a realistic environment right I'm now... I'm just have a cup competition to go with it. Yeah, but realistically right now, and we'll all agree, there's not enough footballers and there's not enough sustainable spots. Probably Mind you, the Super League are doing it. Yeah, well, They're I reckon, playing 30-odd rounds. I reckon if we went right now tomorrow, I reckon we could have second New Zealand team, second Brisbane team, WA, and then there'd need to be another one. But there's no more... Central Coast. There can't be another Sydney team, I don't think. No. There's too much of a stretch. But where that other team comes from, I don't know. Does the Papua New Guinea thing come in? They're talking about well, four, it. Four teams. You go yeah. Brisbane, WA, New Zealand, New Zealand and you go Central Coast. Yeah, no, would right. you bring another? That's kind of another Sydney team, isn't it, really? No. Basically, no. a similar kind of area? No. Yeah. They've got their own market up there. But it's like I said, but in a perfect world, if everything worked out, we need the talent first of all. You need the numbers. Um, there's a lot of things that go into it, but... Um, everyone's affected. Melbourne's affected. Brisbane's won. Beat Newcastle. Missing six blokes and a couple others. So no one can win about the origin period. We all just have to do And look it. at the Warriors. They had what one player out for origin, Ryan Hoffman. Hoffman and Lillian. They but they've still got half, sorry, the, two. They got half the New Zealand Exactly. And, and, they they still, and they still lost. And no, again, for Roosters, they lose a couple, but they've got Kiwi International. So, so that's one of those upsides that yeah. keeps you in games. So. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Bulldogs can't complain on that side either. Pritchard, Cassiano, a couple of these dudes, they're Kiwi Internationals. Yeah. They've got, some, they've got fairly good depth, so... 
Oh, everyone's got to do well, it. They were white hot favourites yesterday. No one, no one tipped the Titans. I did for the charity bet. So yeah, yeah, okay. Good times. But for us, you know, like or for for you. And I tipped them. Yeah, I tipped them. But yeah, I, I'm um, with you. Not many people yesterday. Like I was listening to Joel Kane on uh, Triple M before, just before the game kicked off, before I turned the radio off because I didn't want to know the score. But he was saying, you know, they've been backed off the map. The Bulldogs. Hey, all, can't, can't find can a for the Titans. I want him to look at what he did at Manly and bring that. I think he's got the back line now with both Morris's. Lafayette, Mbai, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Reynolds, when he just plays what he sees off the cuff, if he loosened the reins a little bit, told the forwards like, to stop being robots, just kill the ruck, even Leisha. Leisha's been really good the last couple of weeks, and he looks better on their roll. If he went a little bit more back to what he was doing at Manly, instead of this robotic crap tip-ons, and just boring the death of everyone, then whinging about it afterwards, I think he'd be doing a lot better yeah. with that massive pack. But um, yeah, my low light, we mentioned the Warriors, it's just the inconsistency. There's so much talent there. Um, Qatar, Lowell here, these kids. I, I love Fatella Mariner. You know, he probably won't be there next year just because they've got so many players. Um, I think the arrival of two of us, Ashek and Luke, to help Sean Johnson and obviously Townsend heading out can't come soon enough. They need more stability in the spine because he just looks lost when he's on his own. Yeah. Um, their, their forwards seem to do a job, but he just can't seem to get the job done without, you know, support players around him. So um, next year, I, I'm expecting top four or bust, to be honest, but just another massive letdown from a side that should be doing so much better. Yep. Um, what about your best? Uh, Marty Tapao and the Tigers. I thought the Tigers were great. Yeah, well, I went the Titans. Same I'm... again. Like they're missing Woods and Farrow. Yeah, and they got the job done. Yeah. And they got a bunch of kids, but they find a way to win. Yeah. Um, and they lost four games in a row. We've got to think about that too. Exactly. I, mine was the Titans. I just think they're so gritty. Neil Henry's done a fantastic job. They don't have a great top 25. They've got zero depth, but the job he's done and the attitude of the players, uh, in particular Caesar, I think he's turned things around after I thought he had a flat spot. Daniel Mortimer at dummy half, I thought was outstanding considering Mosley got hurt. He, he followed up with courage to drop Taylor. Massive raps to him, and James Roberts was the other Taylor should James Roberts, seriously. If I was, if I was coaching, so he wouldn't come back in. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll probably be gone skish. More the word, Salford's on the map, Japanese rugby. Salford. He's not going to be playing in the NRL. Put a transfer in now. Kukash is a goose. Yeah, get, get, well, Kukash and give us some money. Again, people keep going private ownership, and I'm with you too, but they're saying he's not even paying his bills over there. So I don't know how he plans on buying an NRL team if he's yeah. not going to play his bills. Uh, Tony Politua is on loan at the moment. He's suing him <laughs> for money that wasn't paid. So I don't know how he plans on buying an NRL side. Yeah. Loose cannon, that bloke. And he oh. buys everyone. He bought Locke and praised him. Now he wants his blood and he wants out. But he wants a massive transfer fee. Look, I'm sorry about being a billionaire. You just can't wine and dine and do what you want. Buying all the toys just doesn't make things work. Yeah. So, good on you, Kukash. Hi over there in Salford. All the Red Devils fans, good times. Uh, what about your worst? Uh, tough I, one. Well, I'll go first if you want, and you can have a think about it. I went south. I know they were missing GI, and uh, obviously Luke pulled out. They got Reynolds back. I can't blame him. I know he had a bad game, but he's been injured. He's still carrying the knee in the end. You can't blame him. He got, he got marked up on big time, but I just thought generally the energy... Of their side, um, I thought they were pretty flat. And they're not taking anything away from the Tigers, but they just, yeah, in the middle in particular. I've been disappointed with the Burgess brothers this year. Actually, Tom, I'll give a rap to. I think George has been really disappointing. I think Tom's overtaken his brother this year somewhere. Yeah. And he's taken his starting spot. better, yeah. Uh, for me, probably the video ref. Not not the refs themselves, not the decisions. Mm. Just the hot, the system we've got. It's frustrating. I find myself yelling at the TV saying, like, what are we looking at? What, yeah. Like, why we? Why do we go up? There was an instance yesterday where both referees said, "Mate, I got to try." Yeah, I agree. I got to try. Yeah, and they go, still... "Oh, but we'll go up and check this." You know, and they wonder why people throw out there that if there's a sponsorship oh. deal to throw up the KFC sign enough times, they're all over it saying, well, it was "No, only, it's not." Was like... it a 
junior schoolboy or schoolgirl carnival today actually and um, had a chat to the referee there. Obviously, I had to get a taxi invoice off him and pay him and whatever. And we got to talking and he said that in the Penrith Junior League last year, they had something like 35 referees. They've only got 14 left. Yeah. Their retention rate is around 30% just because the culture in Oakville League is to abuse the crap out of referees. Yeah. And... The more you abuse referees, the less we've got, the lower the standard is. You know, when you when you open up your mouth and abuse a referee, you're making the problem worse. You're not, you know, and you're never going to change their decision. That's that's the no. oldest thing. That was the first thing we we're ever told about referees. And they need yes, sir, no, sir, and you, you know, you I've never seen a, I've never seen a referee reverse their decision. And, no, and on the same time, much like playing and in business and all facets of life, the more competition breeds competition, breeds a better product. But. And I, the ref, the guy I was talking to today, he's he's quite high up. Yeah. In the refereeing, he's, he's been graded by New South Wales Rugby League, and he was saying the sooner they put it to a captain's challenge or put the onus on the players to challenge the decisions and send them upstairs, like cricket has, yeah, the focus will then be not on the fact that the re- the umpire or the referees got it wrong on the field, yeah, it'll be on the fact that they've challenged it, got the result they wanted. Well, I spoke on. I spoke on the weekend when we talked about it in commentary, and I said I like the captain's challenge. Even if it's for the coach, and he gets two or half, not one. I think the one's a little bit. I think two, and if you get it right, you keep it. Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. I think two or half, and same thing you've said. If you get both wrong, they're gone. But I think they need more than one for NRL level. Yeah. But yeah, I'd throw it back at the coaches. If they're going to whinge about everything and get ammo, throw it to them up the box. If they see something they like and they can see on the field and whatnot, and they go, all right, well, their players are waving like we think that's a challenge, and he thinks so, pass it off. Mm. And the challenge over. I, I think I'd like to see, I wouldn't like to see the coaches get it. Because I just Drunk don't players. think they've got the footage to. Well, Jeff Tuvia probably judge disagree. <laughs> oh, well, even if even if he said either, either, yeah. either could challenge it on the on the field or the, or the coach, you know. Um, I, I, I do I do like it in the twenties. I know sometimes they just waste it for the sake of it, but there is some cause. Well, the only that, thing for me, like obviously being involved with the twenties, is there's games, stops. but there's games where they just you, don't. Well, you you're on Fox and you've got the you've got that facility there, but then the next week you're you not on Fox and you don't have it. So yeah. really, there's only two games a week where it's available. Yeah. Obviously, during the finals, it's every game. Yeah, it's, they get VRF for everything then. Um, but I, that's why I love the 20s I don't so like much. the inconsistency of it. That's the, the one reason I do love the under-20s, because they have to make a call. And nine times out of ten, they, do, right. they do get it right. Yeah. And you, I, you, don't, you don't hear the coaches like, you know... I've never heard Ciro this year, you know, we've only lost two games, but I've never heard him blame a referee for a loss. No. Nah. You know, if anything, we, we look at our players and go, look, you know, we lost a penalty count today. We're undisciplined. Yeah. Blame your players. Not, you know, look at yourself before you, you go and point the finger somewhere else. So, uh, and I can I can say that honestly. Never, he's never blamed a referee for a loss this year. And nor should you. And you should, no. shouldn't teach that to your players either. No. You should never teach the that to your players. The is on you. The trial. We need to get better. The culture needs to be better. This, it's all us. We, right. we decide whether we win a game or lose. And if there is one unfortunate week where there is a close result and there was a bad call, you still don't give it's them that out. It's going to even out, but you're going to get one yeah. later in the season. But you know yourself, you don't give them that out. That's an easy out. That's an easy thing to blame. Yeah. You never give them an easy well, it out. Takes, that's what Hasler does. That's what frustrates me about Hasler. The onus has got to be firstly on your players. Mm. Yeah. We need to get better. We need to improve that kind of culture. If you go through the 80 minutes um, of the game and, and tell me that you, your, your team was perfect, you're kidding yourself. No, never. It's no. like you said, I mean, you've, we used this one before. It's not a me thing, it's a we thing. We yeah. need to take it all on board and we need to improve as a whole. We yeah. can't just point the finger at one person and say, bang, yeah. that was you. Um, any questions? No, not really. It's it's obviously been a light week. Yeah, I've got one for you, and it's only a light thing. And obviously, there's talk up and down. There was talk that there was a two-year deal done for Hodgkinson. Now we're hearing that they're not really that interested in Super Leagues on the cards. Uh, you, personally, as a Titans fan? No. Would, no, wouldn't want him? No. Who would be your Mbai. ideal candidate? Mbai. 
but you, we obviously know the likelihood they're going to extend him next off the rank. Would it be Maloney? Maloney. Uh, Mortimer's obviously Maloney. not someone you want to push there with Maloney. LG. Maloney. Yep. Yep. Those two, if we don't get either of those they two. They chuck Sandow up. I'm pretty sure he's off the road up, but again. Super peeved. No. You, you wouldn't want Sandow, no. would you? I'd rather stick with what we've got. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty fair enough. That's pretty much the only one I've got. Um, we'll jump in and review the three games we've got. This has obviously been recorded early on a Monday, so you get to listen to the State of Origin preview we did with MG. Later on, I'll be joined by Mr. Gossip, who'll give us all the dirt, do our tips, we'll have all the odds, and we'll run through the Storm Eels game as it happens, hopefully. Well, I'd, actually, I've got one question. If the Warriors miss the eight, does McFadden keep his job? No. Nah. He's gone? He's gone. The question is, who takes that job? i tell you who I think's ready and would probably suit the culture, and this is a bit hard coming from me. Stephen Kearney's done such a good job with the yeah. New Zealand national team, with Sheck, Luke, Johnson, Madalino, Manu. They're talking about Nighting going back there. The, the job he's done with the New Zealand side, if he went back there, I wouldn't be surprised if they tapped on the shoulder, said, we've got that feel here. We've got the I kids bringing his assistance. How many years ago, it, well, it was early days of the show, that I think they need a Kiwi to coach that side. David Kidwell or Stephen Kearney right they now? Kiwi, two names I've got for you right now. They need a Kiwi to coach that side. Next year, if he goes down, I'm with you. Those two are top of my list. Or put them together with yeah. Ira, who was around there. And that's who they wanted originally. Someone like that there, especially with the influence he's had on the New Zealand side. Well, you've got Stacey Jones sitting in the wings well, as well. How many players we actually got, well, I think about the top of my head. So Manu, Sheck, Johnson, Luke. Martellino, Luke, if he had Mannering. Yeah. Um, you know, there's almost seven or eight of the Kiwi internationals over there. And yeah. just that general culture of understanding those kids. Yeah. I think that would be a great move. So if you look at them in an international setting, they beat our best Australian side that we can possibly name. And they be, they can't make the eight. And, and you know, the other upside here, he'd be closer to home. He's closer to the helmet pool. He can have something to do with the juniors. I think all round for New Zealand Rugby League, that would be a great move. If they say Origin's the pinnacle of rugby league. Mm. But, and we pick our best players out of the Origin series to play the Kiwis. They beat us. And they have, and yet they can't make the eight. In the you know, the other thing that scares me too, and like I said, it all starts with the forwards where they're so well endowed and they're good in the backs. But they 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 lost the half and their nines last year, which they have none of, and they still almost beat us with that makeshift side. Mm. They are so heavily saturated, especially in the forwards right now, and well off in the backs that yeah, um, they, they will they will compete regardless with that that forward pack. Of course they would. That's um yeah, I'm with you there. I reckon a Kiwi or a tandem of Kearney, Kidwell, something like that, Ira, all those kind of guys involved in New Zealand certainly, and they'd be a brilliant. Get all in. So um, yeah, good culture move. But looking at the games that have gone on the weekend, kicked off Friday night, the Tigers big winners thirty four to six over the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Twelve six and a half time, but I still kind of felt like the Tigers were on top. Um, I think the big thing was just in the forwards. Like I said, bar Chris Gresmill, I was pretty disappointed with the South Pack. Yeah, they look shackled South. They they're playing within themselves. They look like they're playing not to make errors, whereas the Tigers sort of made a few errors, but they were a little bit more flamboyant, which was good because the Tigers' attack hasn't looked that great over the last month. No. Um, but they look like they sort of got themselves into gear the other night. And again, a question about the back of forwards going forward. Yeah, and people try to knife Brooks and Moses. They're babies, and they had no go for it. You yeah. see what happens the other night when Luke Brooks gets to play straight off a good play the ball. Yeah. He's outstanding. I mean, he made that run. People were going, oh, I can't believe he beat Johnson. He's a great footballer. Yeah. But you, it's it's not rocket science. If forwards don't go forward, halves can't do their job. Yeah. Neither can outside backs. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, there's certain players that can have some effect, like Roger and, you know, Simone has got a good carry. There's guys that can affect the game from yardage carries or dummy half. But overall, one to seven have no say in the game if the forward pack doesn't lay a good platform. Basically, yeah. And the two ones we highlighted, obviously, Martin Tapao was next worldly. Uh, he's a freak. But I think Arva, Siamana Funai, this year, I thought he was good the last couple of years, but he's, I think he looks like he knows he's an NRL player now. Yeah. He had a huge game on the weekend. He was as good, and you love it when you send a message. A lot of little things that uh, to the untrained eye, obviously some clean-up tackles. He took a kick-in goal there. He's just a really solid player. Yeah, a lot of, lot of things that he did that I th- sort of thought, you know, people wouldn't wouldn't notice that, but yeah, I thought he was quality. I think uh, another one, and I, I just I don't understand people sometimes. Everyone got into Reynolds. He's back from two injuries. He's got a bung knee, a busted hand. He got targeted. Yeah. He doesn't have match fitness. He's not healthy. You can't just look at him and go, it was his fault. They were yeah. always going to mark up at him. It's NRL level. It's I, thought he, I thought he was right. He, he took a lot of the blame for the loss. Yeah, and, that, you know, good on him yeah. character-wise. But for them, for people to go, oh, how bad was Reynolds? Like, they lost GI, they lost Luke. They've got him back in there to try and help things out. He's underdone. He's got a lot of niggles and injuries. Um, you know, the fact he's turned up for the game a couple of weeks early again yeah. is full credit to him. But the, the loss doesn't go on him. Their forwards didn't do their job. Um, you know, they got, they got beaten up in the forward pack there. And same deal again. When you don't win the middle... You can't get the ball to the likes of Walkers, your Johnstons, and obviously the young fellow. We only got to see a little bit of Johnny Olive. Um, but, yeah, they're not going to have too much involvement in the game when you get dominated in the centre of the field. Yeah, I don't want to ring alarm bells. I like Cam McInnes. He's solid, but there's some real worrying signs when Luke's not there about generating stuff around the ruck. Oh, big um, and they're talking about Coruscant going back. That doesn't surprise me because, obviously, he's not kind of getting the role he looks like. But if he goes back, he'll take that job straight off McInnes. He'll be straight back in there. No problem. He showed in the grand final last year. And that's why I thought he would have went to the Cowboys when he had that offer before they got Granville because I thought the, the lure of playing with Thurston yeah. and owning that nine spot, which we see Granville just flourishing in right now. Um, I'm, I love Penrith, like you said, as a club, but I just didn't understand the move unless he was going to share time or play one of them as a 13 when he came on or something. But if he goes back For there Penrith, right now... would have been uh, money and oh, great quality. Depth. Yeah, now they've right. got Katara as well, who was the junior Kiwi nine. Yeah. Um, they had Mosley before, so I think it works for everybody. But if I'm South, if Coruscant wants to come back... Well, there's plenty of hookers at Penrith. I'm yeah. breaking that deal. And today they also signed uh, Paul Carter. Penrith too? No. South. South signed Paul Carter. And if I'm you, I'm probably filthy, and I feel that kind of way with Canberra when these players get cut. So I know. how does that work? Is he allowed to just come back and play? Mid-year, he got registered, so he's back. I just don't like the way it works. Obviously, like I said, you well, say... they should have to give us a player. Same as the Raiders. Like, you look at the Raiders. They're the biggest victim of it. And we, like, on the hot on the back of the... He, he was a shining light for you guys last Jesus. year. And yeah. you imagine it now. You, you get Burr, who was a good player from the Dogs, along with him, and you mix him in with, like, Robinson yeah. and these younger blokes you got here, and you've got a really good side moving forward. With Ryan James, who's also picked up his form big time as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just don't like how that seems to work, you know? They, they fix themselves, and then it, I reckon it should be offered first back to the club they were at. Yeah. But he's come down here now. I heard Melbourne ring for him. I'm telling you, if, I was, if I'm a Melbourne man and he's on my bench, I'm stoked. Yeah. So, you know, South's good on him, good ploy, but 
I, I just feel for clubs, and like I said, Canberra's one in particular. Oh, the Titans, yeah. Like, as a Titans fan, I've got absolutely no yeah. reason to blow up because... Canberra's been knifed Canberra more than anyone. have lost Carney, Dugan. Yeah, we're talking enough... Elite yeah, players. Elite players. Massive representative players. But um, we've just heard that the Tigers CEO, Grant Mayo, before we move on, has resigned. So, uh, obviously, some turmoil there last year, the whole Robbie yeah. Farris situation and whatnot. Obviously, internally, that board was taken over. They've made a decision there yeah. to uh, part ways. Thought it would happen a bit earlier. Thought it might have brushed over. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes moving forward and who they're going to appoint. But the Tigers, they got Manly this week away. South's got the bye, and it's uh, it's well needed for South. Yeah, look tired. They definitely need a break. Michael Maguire was apparently seething after the game. Absolutely seething. Well, like... And they're I think get that's why, if you saw what Marty Tapao did to Alex Johnson, that's yeah. why I don't think Alex Johnson's ready for origin. Yeah. I'm with just because when it's bored yeah, on look, physically... He, he does look good at the back, but yeah, those moments, they're just the big Just where moments. it's physical, yeah. yeah. Uh, a little bit of work. But Saturday, we obviously had that Warriors game against the Roosters, 25-21. to 21. The Roosters coming up with a massive win considering the circumstances. Uh, down 14-6 at halftime, it was all the Warriors. Sean Johnson finally... Doing what I want him to do, hands on the ball early. Yeah, but possession was, I think, 65. Yeah, it, was, it was heavily saturated, and it was like good that. ball, too. Yeah. It was all good ball. But Madalino, Mannering. I thought that try right on half time kept the Roosters in it. Exactly. And, and I was and just. the Warriors should have scored more points for the amount of possession they had. Yeah. I was going to highlight the one thing that McFadden said why Qatar and Lola here were so good. You can tell they're new kids, because for the big moments they had, they made the errors that led to that. It was a drop yeah. first by Carter, and then Lola here missed that ball that they right scored off. Time, yeah. And then the second half, it was an error again by those guys. And he's been awesome, Carter. He scored a, a bag of tries this year. He's ahead of Mano. I think he's on 12 or 11. Yeah. And Lola here, he's going to be the six next year. Um, absolutely outstanding. But I can't blame those two purely for the loss. They just drift out of games. Um, they, they, honestly, they were their two best players, Bar Mentoring and Madalino. Yeah. And, you know, for them to call those errors, they were big. But I'm not putting on the kids. Um, they lost friend. I know Lasone went off hurt. Those little things do hurt as well. But uh, it's like I said, this is why I think people like Johnson need more support because right now he can't close the game on his own. And I'm, I'm not Townsend's been solid, but his form's kind of dropped off. I don't know if that's got to do with the issues back here at home, but you don't know what's on his plate. Yeah, he's got a lot going on at the moment. So uh, he was really good at the start of the year. But the Roosters, full credit to him. Um, massive, massive win considering what like we said. These are those games that. Usually go against them. This is the Warriors' dominant period, but that's a huge win. Yeah, it is. that's a really big yeah. win. Especially, well, especially considering they lost all those close games in a row. I think they lost what four or five in a row there that were nail biters, all of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and a they couple look, of, they look at that as a one of those game back. You know, a couple of former Warriors come back the horn and Maloney, uh, the, the try, good goal kicking, kicked all his goals, kicked the penalty goal, iced the game with a field goal. Probably man of the match there. And the other one, CYC Takiaho. He's a great player. What about um, the Warriors' uh, field goal where they lined all the, the blokes up? I liked that? it. That was brilliant. Sandy sent us a tweet and she yeah, was just, just asking. Him, yeah, right? I'm fine with it. Yeah. Right? As long they, as you they don't have to, they don't have to move. No, you can set up wherever you want. Yeah, that's what you do. As long as, as long as your feet are planted yeah. and you hold your ground. Like I thought, the only the only question mark was whether Mannering yeah, grabbed a bloke. I think he did. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Still don't think it would have affected like the field it, goal. Um, and we also had a tweet from um, Abigail in the US who was asking about Daryl Halligan's commentary. <laughs> what about it? He was just uh, questioning the, the quality of Daryl's. Oh, Daryl's. Well, you got to. Daryl's commentary. Sean Johnson has not been kicking too good this year. He comes in or he strikes that one quite poorly as well. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I think he said he, he talks like he's on a treadmill, like he's struggling for breath. <laughs> I was like, you're right. I, I, I suggested to him that uh, he should. Listen on radio. 
She's like, like what I do. I just, I seriously went as soon as I see it's a New Zealand. Like, it was three New Zealand games in a row on the weekend. I went, oh my lord. So I, I just can't put up with their commentary. Oh, yeah, bro. So I, um, Alan Gutenberg. I've just paused it. Um, and the other, the other bloke that talks at half time. What's yeah. his name? Oh, I don't know his bloody name. I don't oh, know. Seriously, I don't know whether he, he's like a bobblehead. It's like Sean Johnson. He yeah. loves it. Yeah. Oh mate. Um, oh yeah. I just said look. Mute it and put it on I'll the triple M or whatever. If you're going to rank me three, two, one between Aussie commentators, the Kiwis, and the Pommies, the Pommies are always last for me. I, I love st- the Poms. I can't stand those blokes. I like the Poms more than I like the Kiwis, especially for an international game. When it's an international game, I mute it because it makes me very aggressive. T R Y E D. Especially, oh Ben Westwood, he's a great player. I'm like Ben Westwood, you are the worst. Yeah, you get away with murder. Oh, we've got him. Yeah. We've got him. Well, we were in there for 65 minutes and they end up beating us by 30, but it doesn't matter because we're a step closer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not. You've been a step close. I don't know how far. Yeah, you've been a step close for me. years. Right. Yeah. Like the time when you brought Leon Price over and he's won that one game we he up the final. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good work, Leon. Sorry to all the pommies out there. Just a little dilution there. Yeah. Blackpool. Did he say, <laughs> I'd, I'd prefer Blackpool than Bondi. Bondi. Mate, Mate shout a picture on. of Have you seen <laughs> yeah. some of the birds walking around at Bondi? Oh. Pull your head in, Leon. Mate, uh, like, and not to, not to mention that there's the beers are flowing. The beers are cold, not bloody warm. Yeah, that's an upside. Yeah. You know. And you're not going to get those those bloody rocks that they've got on their beaches over there. That's, that's not that's sand. The photo, yeah. What do you do? You take your bloody thongs off and get your feet cut to shit. No, you got to wear Crocs. Oh, <laughs> you've got to wear Crocs. Crocs. You need off. Stop you need, it. You need off-road durable shoes. You've got to wear Crocs to the beach in England. Durable footwear, mate. You, I'd be wearing a wetsuit. It'd be freezing over there. Yeah. Stuff that. My nipples will look like twisties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to it. Uh, obviously, a massive win for the Roosters, and next week. They're away to the Dragons. That's a pretty big game. Uh, both got players come back from origin. The Roosters, obviously, more saturated in that regard. And the Warriors, they go away to the Titans. They got a pretty good record against the Titans, don't they? Yeah, we'll get rolled. You reckon? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking a pass. Yeah. They've, they've got a good record against the Titans, I don't know. Yeah, they've got a good record in Queensland. Manu scores bags of tries. Particularly, I think, particularly Southern Queensland. They've got a good record against the Broncos and the Titans at away. It, it is Manu in my head, though. I'm not forgetting, am I? Every time he goes there, he seems to get a double or a hat. Manu. Manu loves it when he plays the Titans. So. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, it's a really hard period for them right now because they should be winning these games. Well, the Titans are in the eight. I'm yeah. wrapped. How yeah. condensed is that ladder? That's ridiculous. Well, there's there's two teams of a losing record in the eight. That's so why that, that shows you. That's why I was really happy Melbourne jagged that Penrith win after that loss. And if tonight, if we could somehow pull off a miracle, um, I, I don't think we will. Massive chance tonight. But I'd be very very happy. But um, because moving. I think I think old Brad Arthur's going to punt Sandow. He's reckon he can't. Or, or Just he the can, he can if it's for disciplinary reasons. Well, Zach Doc, I know, probably won't do it, but if they wanted to get another half in that's within their top 25, I think Docker Clay's part of it, and so is Ryan Madison, who's another half. Mm. So I don't know if they could go that far. I think Madison's moved from cut back to Massey or something, though. So that's a pretty big fall for the former junior kangaroo in uh, New South Wales origin. Madison. Ryan Madison. Never heard of him. He played all the reps last year. He's, he's a big boy. Yeah. More, looks more like a third end than a half, but yeah, I don't know if him or Docker Clay are part of the top 25 and able to be played. But Well, Docker Clay's been playing 20s. That's the only way around it, I suppose. Well, Docker Clay played against us a couple of weeks ago. If Kelly's not part of the top 25, and that was her. Well, I've heard, yeah, Kelly's Kelly's travelled down with the team, so. Who knows? Good for Melbourne if he plays. Play against his former side in the Storm, but we move on to the last game. Obviously, your Titans, 28 to 14. Uh, What a win. Like we said, Taylor was out, Miles, Bird, LG was hurt. Um, had the reshuffle there. I thought Mead looked really good at fullback. Well, there's no Falloon either. Like, yeah. Falloon was our number one hooker at the start of the year. I, I tell you what, and that's the bloke I have to give it up to as well. Mortimer was great at nine. He was. He played really, really well after Mosley got hurt. And that's the other thing. When you lose somebody and you've got to reshuffle, um, it can kind of put you off. But 
Derek's tough, and they play a good brand of football. Yeah, and pretty much what I said they're before, they're well coached. That they do the right things in yardage, like we spoke of. But when they move in a good ball, they let it sink. Mm. If you can get Roberts the ball early with a bit of space, none of this bull crap playing him in the line or running him off a block when he's going overs. Just get him the football, let him do. What? How good's he going, mate? He's a freak, mm. and he is awfully strong for a bloke of his size. I know speed is power, but he is a and he, lot he stronger. Got into, him and Lafayette made it personal yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was good. A good, a good little battle. And i tell you my favourite thing, and I, I love this in forwards. You don't see it much in backs. People that run angry. He runs angry. Yeah. Everything is... It's not just I'm running fast. There is just every step, every bump, everything in his face. It's just pure anger every time he runs the ball. Mm. But there's nothing more beautiful right now than James Roberts in space. That pass... He's going well. I thought he was going to hit Gordon short. That long pass probably gave him by that chance to run down. Um, who was it that he ran down? It was, was it Parrot? Uh, no, it wasn't Parrot. It wasn't Don, was it? Nah. I can't bloody think now. No, it was Brad Ty. Brad Ty. Yeah, Brad, Brad Ty's Ty. pretty quick, too. Yeah, he mowed he's him no down. Moses absolutely chewed him up. But he's no mug, Brad Ty. Um, yeah, mate, full credit to them. I, that was a great win. Caesar, like I said, he's been much better after. Oh, and every time every time he plays good, it just makes me angry. Yeah, because you know he's going to Canberra. Oh, makes and you angry. think about Blake Austin and him together. Uh, that's a pretty good prospect with Jackie White at the back there. Yeah. And Hodgson, who they found. Yeah, I just think about DCE. That's what I think about. Yeah, DCE. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, did you see that I sign? I didn't do anything wrong. Did you see that sign last week? There's no I in team, but there's a DC in dickhead. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. I was like, oh, I, 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 I had a good laugh. I was just trying to see. I wonder if Gordon saw it. Yeah. Uh, I reckon that was that was a good one. It's oh. pretty smart. Gordy, isn't he loyal? I love like, Gordy. Fair thinking. He just goes from club to club. <laughs> yeah. nice. Everyone. North Queensland, Broncos, South Times. What about, did you see his article about Robbie Farrar? Yeah. Oh, He's an angry man. He's absolutely and shredded. He, he always bashes Wayne too. Oh, oh. It's great. Oh, as if you're going to fight him, though. I would fight, Gordon. Oh, he's got a screw. He can say whatever he wants. <laughs> if he was here right now, I'd give me wallet, any pants, whatever he wants. He can have it all. He can have, he can have my hair if he wants. Strip down nude. He can have my hair if he wants it. I'll shave it off and put it on his head. Gordon, you are the king. You are king. Uh, yeah, and we obviously talked about it before. Way too many errors. Um, you know, they were a bit flat, the doggies. I thought in by again. Tried really hard. I thought Lafayette was pretty good. Uh, Pritchard, like we spoke about, he's the one leading the way. Pritchard, yeah. Really. He shows what they should be doing with that he's size. They're going to let him go. Yeah, down. they reckon he's going to be going to hull. Which is crap. So, we should be trying to keep blokes like that in. That's where our depth goes. Yeah. When you let guys like him go. You want to keep them around. You know what I'd love to see? It's probably not ideally right now. People like that, I like it when they finish up with their club. I'd love to go see someone like that come out to Penrith. Obviously not on a huge coin, but yeah. um, if they were letting Manu, Docker, all these guys going last year and they were still inexperienced with Yo, Cartwright, and if they had any room, if it was any possibility, I, I love when players get to finish off where they started. Yeah. It, it's a really good situation. It was sad that he left in the first place, but... Um, he, he's matured into such a great player. I think his last couple of years have been the best of his career. Yeah, at, at the twilight, especially age-wise, he's, he's just been a really good footballer. But um, both the Morrises, Jackson, Clamour, Hodgkinson, and Graham, sure plenty out. But there's there's, there's many on the Titans side, and they're probably not as a talented side. So that's a massive win. Yeah, it is. Full props to them because they've had a tough year and they they haven't laid down for anyone. They've only had one bad game against Penrith and they had a few bad calls at the start, which they have every right. Uh, to be dirty about, but great by them. They're at home to the Warriors next week, as we mentioned. That's a big game, usually one that uh, the Warriors are always up for. And the Dogs, speaking of Penrith, uh, they're going to play Penrith there at home. So uh, that should be an interesting game. They have play- most of their players back on board. Penrith will have to wait and see. It's, it's a week-to-week for them right now, isn't mm. it? It's very hard to know who they're going to play. Basically, yeah. So many injuries. But um, the other game, obviously, because we're recording this on a Monday, Storm Parrot tonight, you think Sandow may be out. You think oh, Kelly's... Just- 
reading yeah. why would Kelly travel? Yeah, well, I suppose you got a point um, there. Um, the other point we have to bring up here is Scott Seward, the CEO. We mentioned But also, Mayer. like, if I'm coaching and a player comes out publicly and says that... Yeah, you've got to can him. 100%. Yeah. And we've obviously, it's not getting any better. We've heard the rate price insanity or the club problems or the fighting, the apparent disparagement between Anderson and Arthur, and he's obviously not too happy. And now we've got Scott Seward, who's quit basically just because it's just toxic. Mm. Uh, Ray Price has gone after. Everyone's just terrible at that place, like you said. I don't want to go on mate, for too long, but like I've said a million times, all the old blokes need to step away and let people focus on their job and yeah. get the right people in and just move forward. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Eh? There's just too many factions. and so like, Now, the Tigers situation, I'm not surprised there that they're, you know that board's been taken over and they look like they've got things under control. Yeah. So that's just a simple divorce from May, who had the drama last year, but... As far as Paris is concerned, whoever takes that, that's basically a poison chalice because there's never, ever going to be enough support behind you. No. There's always so many factions just trying to look after them, not power. They all say they're in it for power, but they're in it for themselves. Mm. And that's the most disappointing part if you're a fan of what was you know, such a great club. I missed all those sides. I don't understand why they can't just get everyone into a room and lock the doors and just say, don't come out until, you, until we've sorted it out. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really a tough one, but it's just sad, like I said. For if it's not about... Uh, individual yeah, benefit, well, yeah, they, they should be able to work it out. Still, I'll argue as soon as they get behind doors, which is a sad thing. But um, that game later on, hopefully, I'll be able to talk to Mr. Gossip a little bit about that one. But yeah, Melbourne obviously missing their origin players, Para without Will Hopawade only. But that wraps us up, buddy. We've had MG on for the origin preview, talked about the games. Uh, next, I will have Mr. Gossip. We'll do our tips, get his origin preview, and we'll give you all the odds thanks to WilliamHill.com. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And we welcome in Mr. Gossip. How's it going, champion? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, We're pumped for Origin Week. Very pumped. Uh, Obviously, much like the last Origin game, we're recording this on a Monday night, so I'm pretty sure uh, the Monday game between the Storm and the Eels is in progress. Do you know what the score is, champ? Uh, last check, it was 12-zip to Melbourne, which is uh, surprising to me. I picked Parramatta and thought that, um, yeah, they could deal with that, the Melbourne Storm Stars, but still a long time to go on that game, but um, not looking good so far. Well, I'll tell you what, I was looking at para-para half full. I'm very glad I didn't do that. I took Sammy Radrara to score and para to win, but Jesus Christ, boys, pull your head out of your asses. Yeah, it's not looking too good at the moment. Uh, Pete has just gone down injured as we're speaking, so... Oof. Yeah, it could be a long night for the Eels. Well, the only thing I can say is I'm a winner either way. I'm either going to get some money, hopefully, or Melbourne Jagger two points they usually wouldn't get during Origin time. So it's all, like your psychology. It's all positive from my end. But uh, looking at this week, mate, we've got the Origin coming up, as you spoke of. Any thoughts? Obviously, New South Wales, Tupo for Morris, that's no surprise. Um, Gallon in is no surprise. But if you're like me, are you a little bit puzzled as to why we've pulled Gallon back in and kept Cordner and Jackson, who aren't really bench players, and, um, you know, Cordner game one got used in tight when clearly he's an edge player, so I'm a little bit confused about the bench. Yeah, I'm confused. Uh, last year I was scratching my head too, but we, we won the series, so look, I just trust Loz that he knows what he's doing, but, um, yeah, look, it's concerning, but um, I don't think it matters really what side we put on paper. Um, we're down in Melbourne. Um, up against the wall, so it's going to take a, a huge performance. Um, Gallon back, um, obviously, is going to boost us 
Um, I know he hasn't played much club football, but um, you know he's been there, done that, of course. But I don't know, mate. It's you know, obviously cheering for the Blues. We're New South Welshman, but um, with little or no confidence whatsoever. I'm with you, and I'm, I'm really worried about Hodkinson. I must confess, just. Uh, last week did me no good, and I hope he doesn't read the papers because the talk basically is that even the Titans don't want to buy him now, and Super League might be his only option. So I really hope he doesn't read the papers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, his own club uh, doesn't want him. They are shopping him around, and um, I guess that's a good leader into gossip because that's my um, first point. That's Fred Hodgkinson. Um, look, he was talking with the Titans for the past two weeks. Looks have gone a little bit cold. You mentioned the UK Super League. Um, that's possibly an avenue that he could go down, but um, I can tell you this much, he won't be in the house of the Bulldogs next year. Yeah, that really doesn't surprise me. Obviously, they're going to have to <clears throat> step up big time. I think we spoke earlier in the year. I got a tip, uh, obviously, from a friend who's involved um, around the management side of things, and um, he was telling me that from speaking to Moses personally and around things, they were looking for the circumstances to change. Like He thought he was ready to play in the halves, and since he's been playing, he's He's been uh, blockbuster, so at the time, I think the dogs were a bit hesitant to start talks, but that's definitely changed right now. Yeah, if, uh, I'm a Penrith fan, of course, but if, if we had a choice of, of picking either Hodgkinson or Mbai in our club, I don't know how I'd be picking it, wouldn't you, Hodgkinson? So, mm, 100%. Um, Brock said yeah, the same yeah. thing for the Titans. Obviously, they were yeah. someone that could be around the mark, but yeah, the dogs would be crazy not to uh, get in right now. Yeah, he's hot at the moment. Uh, great young talent, and um, yeah, he's He's a, he's a player that the Bulldogs, I'm sure, will build around moving forward. There's a lot of players coming off contract, a lot of players who are um, getting on. So Empire would definitely be the, the way forward for the Bulldogs where I think Hodgkinson, I think we've seen probably the best football from him already. Um, so it, it's a logical move for the Bulldogs to move him on. Regardless of the move as well, it's not like he's ever you know just absolutely dominated a game. He's a good game manager. Yeah, he's pretty clutch when it's come to kicking a few field goals, but you can't honestly remember a game where Trent Hodkinson's, you know, taken on the line, dug in, set up four or five tries. He's just really uh, a solid game manager. So either way, even if Mbai was a bust in two years, I, I don't see this as a lose situation right now for the Bulldogs. They have to bank on Mbai over Hodkinson because you already know what he's ceiling is, really. Yeah, and I think he's now on the head Hodkinson. He hasn't set the world on fire. and he's been, he's been very lucky with the clubs he's played at with Manly. Um, and the Bulldogs both um, clubs with big forward packs. So, and we know what happens when halves uh, play off good forward packs. They do look good. So, yeah, um, yeah, he's been quite lucky. I think a bit, a bit like uh, a sort of a James Maloney. He's always been behind a big pack. Yeah. Anything else, champion? Uh, yeah, Greg Bird. Now, obviously, there's been talk about him earlier in the year with all the scandal and whatnot. He's, he's definitely not happy in the Gold Coast. He won't be there next year. It's just a matter of where he's going to go. I think I mentioned about six weeks ago that um, it could be an option for him to go to Newcastle um, and also, of course, Manly as well, um, with obviously DCE staying there now and, and Miles there would be a good option, but I just I can't see where the money is coming from to get him there um, because Manly are also interested in Jamal Idris, so um, yeah, wow, well, I, I just don't know where this cash is coming from, yeah. um, especially with all the money that they've just... <laughs> Manly have that many third parties either, so I don't know how that's going to come about, but the mail's good there. 
Yeah, well, I know Brock was very happy to hear that Neil Henry said basically the only reason Dave Taylor's still at the Gold Coast because he has a deal. Um, so he'll be moved on, and I'm pretty sure he's not too fast if Bird moved on either. But um, Manly, yeah, I somewhat get it. But again, they're, they're not really building for the future. If they've kept Lyon, kept Matai, kept Stewart, and then you bring in someone like Bird, there's a lot of guys at the back end. It's a, uh, it's quite confusing. And this is an odd one. Yeah, Newcastle makes more sense. He's from there. They're definitely in need of somebody like him, especially with Bo Scott out going the other way. But um, if he was going to Manly, I don't know if you've heard anything, but there was there was talk that Brett Stewart is just filthy and the possibility at the Roosters. I have no idea how they'd have money for him as well, but that's the only way yeah. I could see anything uh, coming to fruition there if they were to free up some money. Yeah, I don't think I'd like to be Brett's manager. He's, he's sort of up and down like a fiddle's elbow. So. Yeah. Um, Quite often we hear this uh, from Brett that he's unhappy, but um, he'll have little wins until he gets his own way, but I can't see him leaving Manly. Yeah, well, um, he's basically outnumbered now, and he's at the back end of his career, so I think he's just better off taking the money and staying where he is. Yeah, no, absolutely. I got a lot of emails from South fans uh, keen um, to know what's happening with Appy Curacao. Now, obviously, he won uh, the grand final last year with them. Uh, signed with Penrith, which I thought was very odd at the time. Um, he's had a bit of game time this year, Appy, but um, hasn't really set the world on fire. Manly uh, made a play for him a few weeks ago, but that, that offer's gone cold. Uh, my money is that he will sign with South. We, we should do something in the next couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, back home to Appy. Well, I'll tell you what, we spoke about it earlier, and I said it to Brock. Cameron McInnes is solid, but you watch them without Isaac Luke, and they need Coruscant back big time. It's the perfect marriage again because they're lacking around the ruck, and um, anyone who didn't know anything about him last year... I had no qualms in picking South to win the grand final because I knew damn well uh, that he's a very good number nine. and It's the perfect marriage. We, we all know last year there was offers on the table. We spoke about the Cowboys before Granville obviously ended up getting that job. Look how good that's played out. But I couldn't believe he wouldn't have gone there before he went to Penrith. Like, it's the only club that had an established hooker was the one he picked. Like they're, they're heading in the right direction. But to go where James Seguiaro was, that was crazy. Yeah, it was strange. Like I said, I, I was shaking my head last year. When I heard it in the Panthers, uh, deal was a lot less money too, so yeah. maybe he just wanted to stay in Sydney. I'm sure he had personal reasons, but um, I don't know if he, if he looks back on it as, as, as probably a smart move, um, but a, a strange one at that. Well, I think I know they were desperate to keep McInnes and they got him to flip, but uh, if I'm McInnes, I'd be feeling a bit nervous because if Coruscant comes back, he's getting that job. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. All right, mate, last one for the night. We'll go on to Chrissy Sandow. Um, obviously now unwanted by Parramatta. Um, my money is that uh, he may end up at Newcastle, which is a sort of a strange one. But, um, yeah, look, Chrissy's going to have to really, uh, I guess, ask for less money and start playing consistent football. Um, I, don't know, I don't know how he would fit into the Newcastle system. you think it would fit into their structure or...? With that back line, I can kind of understand that. But, I, again, I've spoken about before. I think they need a hooker and they need a forward pack. Um, you know, the, the Sims brothers is a good start. Uh, they're both good players, but, you know, they're, they're definitely not... Like, they want to keep Smith. Smith's past it. Houston's past his best. Snowden started the year hot, but he's gone cold. Um, Stockwell's only solid. I think they, they really need some troops in the forwards, and they need a nine. Yeah, I mean, um, and to get on the half, it's strange. I mean, Mullen... I'm not the, the biggest fan of Mullen, but I still pick Mullen over Sandow. And Tyrone Roberts and, and Sandow, um, I think I'd have to go with Tyrone Roberts again. So I, I don't see where, where he would fit in, but um, 
Who knows? They might have different plans for him. Maybe he plays hooker, but he can't defend. So yeah, <laughs> that's, um, unless the, I, I know they were really rough on Roberts for a little bit there. So unless they've got an absolute hate on for him, but I, I think if he ended up at a different club with a better forward pack and a, a better environment, it wouldn't surprise me if he went gangbusters. I'm a big fan of Tyron Roberts. Yeah, he played some really, really good games last year. He was, uh, I think it was against Melbourne when they come from behind. He was instrumental in that game. But um, yeah, good player, Tyron Roberts. Maybe there's a little bit of harmony there, but um, yeah, I would hope that they'd keep uh, Robertson and, and Mullen. Yeah, well, I, I think you're probably right that, you know, he, he copped a little bit from Stone, and we've just seen Leilua, he wasn't happy, he was called fat in the off-season and all the rest of it, and he's headed to Canberra now, so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of an odd one, but yeah, for me, I, I've looked at it the last few years, number nine is a massive, massive, massive need. And, uh, yeah, Sims was a good start. Corbin's a good player, but I think they need one or two more troops in the forward pack. They really lack, especially with their bench. Yeah, if I was uh, Newcastle, I'd be going after Coruscant. It's just me. Yeah, well, again, he's, an, he's another one that's on the market. Jake Granville's also going to be off this year. I know the Cowboys will be in the box seat, and he loves Paul Green. They've been together, and it's a great club. But, you know, there's these kind of players that I mentioned it a few weeks ago. They generally don't seem to get out in the market, and... This is one of those situations where we should be hearing their name thrown up, but they're just not addressing the problem. Yeah. So, quite sad, but that's everything, champion? That's it, son. All right, well, we'll probably do... Well, I think we'll leave Origin tip to the end in the prediction. We'll run through next week's stuff. Um, obviously, we usually have the odds thanks to WilliamHill.com, but we're a bit early because the round's still going. Um, we've got no lineup, so we're just going to have to wing it. But next week, after Origin, Friday night, it kicks off at Brookvale. It's Manly versus the Tigers, um, foreign... Obviously, back, they got pumped last start against Brisbane. I don't quite know what to make of Manly, even with Cherry Evans being the only representative. I'm going to go to the Tigers purely off what I saw on Friday. If their forward pack plays that way and gives their halves the space, I like the Tigers, even though it's at Brookvale. Yeah, they'll good, the Tigers. Um, yeah, tough one to pick. I think I'll go Manly just purely because um, they're at home um, and because you tip the Tigers. I can't blame you there. You've still got a buffer. And after this round, if uh, the Storm get up, you tip the Storm, I tip Parra. That, that's a bloody ripper, that one, if you get me there, you bastard. Yeah. It's uh, the round then. We've got three games on Super Saturday coming up after Origin, starting at GIO Stadium. It's the Canberra Raiders versus the Cowboys. Cowboys, heavy, heavy toll. Um, you know, Obviously, from the Origin period, they've looked a bit wobbly the last few games. They've still got the job done, an amazing 10 in a row, but... I just can't see them winning 11 after Origin down in Canberra. I'm, I'm going to have to go to the Raiders. Yeah, the wheels are starting to look a little bit wobbly on the Cowboys bandwagon. So, yeah, I'm going to go to the Raiders. Um, five o'clock kickoff, I think. So, it's yeah. going to be pretty bloody cold down there for the towns and all that. So, yeah, I'll go to the Raiders. Yep, and at Seabus Stadium, you've got the Titans versus the New Zealand Warriors, a very resilient Titans side, unlike the Warriors, who just this is usually their time to shine. They've been awful this year during the Origin period. And um, funny enough, though, we spoke about it earlier. They usually have a great time up on the Gold Coast, especially Manu. Usually grabs bags and bags of tries. So, um, with that in mind, I've gone the Warriors with absolutely zero confidence. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you hear the term game management a lot these days, and that's something that the Warriors have never had. Well, not since the days of Ivan Cleary coaching them and. Very comical sometimes watching it. In fact, you'd think that their run-on song would be the Benny Hill theme song. It's just, some of the things they do is just laughable. Um, you look at the time, it's just they were good against the Bulldogs. Um, Roberts is in good form. I know he, he copped an injury, but I, I'm not too sure 
where he is with that. If, if, if Roberts plays, um, I think he'll, he'll cause problems for the Warriors and I'll go to the Titans, but I'd, I'd like to see if, if he is playing or not. I'll yeah. say he is and we'll go to the Titans. This is the qualm, obviously, having to do this a little bit earlier to get the origin preview up, but I'm with you. If he, if he's in the kind of form he has been, he's just dynamite. And I said it to Brock earlier, the one thing I love about him, and that's usually in good forwards, he runs angry. Not only is he fast and powerful, but every run is just full of hate. He wants to get over the top of the person. He wants to break tackles. He wants to break the line. I love that about him. Yeah, and he comes up really quick in defence, too. Sort of an umbrella style of defence. comes up really quick, obviously, to try and get that intercept. But it catches the runners off guard, which I really like. You know, it's a bit, of a bit risky coming up quick, but... I quite like it. Uh, I love everything about him at the moment. The fact he's got his head screwed on, if he stays that way, I'm telling you what, he won't be too far off. If we lose this Origin series and there's a bit of a, a revamp side, uh, he, he wouldn't look out of place in a rep jersey. There's no doubt about that. He's X-Factor, isn't he? Yeah, big time. And uh, Saturday wraps up at ANZ Stadium. It is the Bulldogs looking to bounce back against the Penrith Panthers. Uh, this one's really hard for me just because of Penrith against Melbourne and you got no idea what troops they're going to have on the park. They've just been so depleted. So with that in mind, even though the Dogs have had so many out, I'm going to go the Bulldogs. But that that's, you know, realistically only because I have no idea who Penrith's got to feel to side with. They're really hurting with troops at the moment. Yeah, well, it depends if they pick Wonga Blake. He's just absolutely having a Barry Crocker lately. But I know they're out of troops, but surely Penrith have got someone better to come through. Um, <coughs> geez, you don't see the Bulldogs lose two in a row too many times. Grand final, um, this is their time to shine. I've got to go to the Bulldogs. Penrith really aren't showing anything. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a, there's an injury toll as well, but yeah, the young guys just aren't turning it on like they did last year. And, and Moylan, obviously, a massive loss. Mate, and having your spine in disarray, like Seguiara has been awful, but he's he's hurting, you know, he's playing injured. Wallace is fresh off a knee. Soward's hurt, and now Moylan's out. So basically, their whole spine's gone as well. Like, at least that little bit of stability can guide around the players that are coming in, but this year that, that's had a massive detriment having the spine been affected also. Yeah, I mean, that would that, happen with any club. Uh, in, in the comp, if you're 6-9-1, and one, we're constantly out and shuffling. Anyone would struggle, so... Unless you're Melbourne playing Parramatta right now, but that's a different story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Run your traffic and stand there, yes, sweet. That's Parramatta, but uh, Sunday at Hunter Stadium, it is the Newcastle Knights versus the Sharks. Newcastle, for me, they're just absolutely friendless at the moment, and you usually give them the benefit of the doubt at home, but I'm going to go to the Sharks, and that's even, again, probably with Gallon not knowing if he's going to back up or not. I just can't tip Newcastle. As, as ugly as the Sharks make things sometimes, I can't tip Newcastle. Yeah, uh, Newcastle, it's hard to, to, to see where they're at, really, isn't it? Started the season so well, and then dropped away. A little bit of form of late, if you could call it that. Um, yeah, Sharks coming off a win. Um, they were yeah, pretty impressive against the Chooks, but I'm going to go and upset I like an upset. I'm going to go the Knights. I, I think they're due, but yeah, I just can't bring myself to do it. But Sunday again, it's Melbourne at Amy Park versus the Broncos. Another one of these games that, with the scheduling, might be a bit of a letdown. Um, Brisbane doing a good job rotating their players. They've got a million involved. Melbourne, Billy Slater apparently might be out for the rest of the year. Cronk's already out, so they're only looking to get back Smith and Chambers. I have to go the Broncos in this one, surely. Yeah, I'm going to the Broncos as well because not only the Origin players... Uh, but also they're backing up from a Monday night game as well. The Storm, so a lot of players will be sore, you would think. So, <clears throat> yeah, they're the Broncos. Yep, and we wrap things up Monday. It is the Dragons versus the Roosters. Roosters are 
you know, a, a bit of a toll there, but they've got a lot of Kiwi internationals. They get the long turnaround from the Origin game. They get to play on Monday. The Dragons, Dugan, I don't, I can't see him having two massive games after backing up again. He was huge in club football after playing Origin. And Merrin, he'd probably be fresh if Laurie Daly decides to only give him 10 minutes again, which was ludicrous. But uh, I've got to go to the Chooks. I think they'll want to be getting a bit of vengeance from that game earlier in the year. And uh, it was a good win last week, so I think they'll be full of confidence. But the Dragons are brilliant defensively, so it wouldn't surprise me if they did get the job. Yeah, no, I'm going to go the Dragons. Roosters uh, still, for me, can't find that consistency. Um, I'm going to go the Dragons, like you said, purely based on their defence. Roosters a bit uh, up and down, so yeah, Dragons for mine. All right, mate. Well, now we're on to the big guns. Wednesday night down at Melbourne, the historic MCG. They're talking 90,000-plus tickets have been sold. It'll be an absolute classic. We have to win. Um, there's no doubt about that. But we've got predictions. We need your winner, the game score, and your man of the match. Wow. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm going to say New South Wales will win. Um, and that's only because uh, we, we, I don't think we've seen a clean sweep for a while um, or a game at least, you know, settled in the, on, on, on for the first year. Although last year was the first year, wasn't it? So... Um, look, I'm going to get New South Wales to win. I'll go the score. I'll go 14-10. And man of the match, I'll go Joshy Dugan. All righty. Well, we've got all our predictions here. Uh, MG, he went New South Wales 13-12 with Morris. Brett Morris is man of the match. Uh, I've gone New South Wales 16-12 with Dugan again. I backed him in game one. I, I reckon he was brilliant. And Brock, he went a bit more high scoring. He thinks there's going to be some points, 24-22, and he backed Pierce again. So, uh, yeah. We're all in on New South Wales, hopefully. And the odds, they're up from WilliamHill.com. They've got a money-back special on State of Origin 2. If your team lead at any stage but lose, you get up to $100 back. So maximum bet of $100, you get $100 back. If you back Queensland or New South Wales and they end up losing after leading, Queensland at the moment, they're $1.62 favourites. New South Wales, very juicy odds at $2.00. 35 if you like that. Man of the match favourites, Jonathan Thurston, he's the shortest. He's at $7. Josh Dugan, Mitchell Pearce, Paul Gallon, all at $9. The line for this game is minus four points. Uh, the 1 to 12 market's probably your most popular if you're going to look for a margin bet. $2.65 for Queensland, $3.10 for New South Wales and overs, unders. I had some good luck with this in the first game. I'm going to go unders again. It's under or over 32 points, so I think it'll be under again. That's $1.90. So. That's everything there for State of Origin 2 with WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure it is with WilliamHill.com. Formerly known as Sporting Bet. So if you had an account with Sporting Bet, it still exists with William Hill. Gossip, mate. We're all wrapped up. Uh, Same as last time. Fingers crossed to God. I really hope we don't go down to zip. And if we do, I've called earlier. I don't know if you agree, so I will ask the question. I think if we lose game three, we take... The, bl- the players of the future, we, we blood aside, tell them that there's no pressure, we're going to throw you into the Lions Den of Suncorp, don't worry about the result, but we want to know what we've got for next year. I'd be sending Austin Reynolds if he's healthy, Dylan Walker, Tyson Frizzell, all these guys are on the fringe. The hooker situation, even the same deal. I'd be bringing in Pete's and Rain to share time if we had to, but I'd be taking basically a whole new side for the future for game three. Yeah, it appears the only way Blake Austin will get a win is if we lose, which is unfortunate. Guys in red hot form. Um, I know it's a bit of a cliche these days, but I'll, I'll say it anyway. If he was a Queenslander, they would have picked him. Mate, 100%. Brock and me disagreed on this. He said that the losers should go up there for game three and take their medicine. Um, and 
not sacrifice the kids, but I kind of feel that it's a pressure-free situation. It's probably the best time to get a team together and see what we've yeah, got. Yeah, I agree. And on top of that, I said those bastards, if they lose, don't deserve another $30,000 or whatever to play another game. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah, no, no, that's, that's, that's fair enough. But, that's, um, uh, yeah. but hopefully, we won't get to that, and, and hopefully, the, the series is tied. If, if for nothing else, just for a bit of excitement in the in the Origin series, there's, there's nothing worse than just a, oh. a flat feeling to a series. It's yeah, and then we'll then we'll be in the papers again. Do we do we play the the, the dead rubber and all that? Yeah, that we usually hear. So well, that's the biggest yeah. thing, mate. That you've hit the nail on the head. We we all want to see game three like we usually do. We want to see a decider. So everybody out there, just like Gossip said earlier, let's have faith in Laurie, have faith in the team and the Blues, and fingers crossed that we get a win and take it up to Suncourt with the chance to win two in a row because that's just epic after eight in a row. I agree. <laughs> no worries, mate. Enjoy your weekend. Hopefully we grab that win. Hopefully the pennies get a win. And uh, yeah. enjoy your week. Cheers, brother. Much appreciated. See you, champion. And a big thanks, as always, to Mr. Gossip. If you want to catch up with him on Twitter, his handle is at NRL Gossip. And on Facebook, we've got links on our page to his site. Or if not, just head up to the search bar, type in NRL Gossip. It's, you know, you can't miss it. Over 100,000 followers of his page. And WilliamHill.com, like I said before, all the odds there. The special is money back. If your team, if you back Queensland or New South Wales up to $100, if they lead at any stage and end up losing the game, you get your refunded money up to $100 maximum bet and the rest of the odds we give you there. That's all thanks to WilliamHill.com. Formerly known as SportingBet.com, so if you had an account with SportingBet, it still exists with William Hill. So if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure it's with WilliamHill.com. And if you're looking for any help on the punt, we've got our other sponsors, the NRL Profits. So if you're tired of constantly being beaten by the bookies and losing money, it's time you join the NRL Profits. Over 70 units of profit in season 2014. The service includes quality betting recommendations for rugby league, including the NRL and the Super League. So you get the best of both worlds. The NRL Profits has a special offer to all listeners of the fifth and last NRL podcast. It's a 10% discount off the all-access profits packages. So visit NRL Profits dot com forward slash fifth and last to take advantage and profit with the profits but that's everything for this week the preview with mg for state of origin we've wrapped up the games obviously besides the monday night game it's currently in progress melbourne were leading 12 nil um, before we started recording here so not looking too good for the Parramatta eels but we've wrapped up all the other games origin preview odds and all the gossip from mr gossip your tips all done and dusted. So for everybody out there, Queensland or New South Wales supporters, good luck to both your sides, but in particular to all the Blues fans out there. Um, I really hope it doesn't come to a dead rubber. That'd be really disappointing after last year's result. But historic event, MCG, 90,000 plus. Fire up for Wednesday night and get behind the Blues. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 